Hi everybody, it's Nechama Seiderson. Hope you're doing well. These nine days, the nine days that lead up to Tisha B'Av are known to be times of difficulty. Historically, um, leading up to Tisha B'Av, which historically was is a day when terrible things did happen to Kali Yisrael. Um, and so we pray that we get through these nine days, you know, without too much tragedy. And um, that hopefully this Tisha B'Av will not be a sad day any longer if Mashiach should come this year. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Devarim. We're, we're launching into a new a new Sefer, the last Sefer of the Torah, Sefer Devarim, which is also known as Mishnah Torah, like a second Torah. And the reason why it's called that is because a lot of this is review, meaning that Moshe, who is about to die and is prepping Klal the Jewish nation, to enter into the land of Israel, is now going back and reviewing a lot of things with them. A lot of it is rebuke, which is actually what we're going to talk about today. Um, a lot of it is just review of different laws and things. Um, some things are new, some things are new, but most of it is review, and that's why it's called Mishnah Torah. Chazal, the sages, emphasize that Moshe is now rebuking the Jews right before he dies. And they mentioned some other people in, in Tanakh that also did that, um, namely um, Yaakov. Remember that Yaakov blesses and his 12 sons right before he dies? And in the blessings, there's also like rebuke, and he's hinting to a lot of things over there. Um, another one mentioned is Shmuel Hanavi to Klal Before he dies, he also gives them rebuke, and there are other ones mentioned. So they say that part of the reason or the reason why he waited to do it then is because this is a time of goodwill. People are ready to accept rebuke at this time when someone, when, when someone knows that the person speaking to them is, is not going to be here for much longer. They are, you know, ready to accept the words of rebuke. It's just a time of goodwill. Um, now, obviously, right before one's death is only comes usually <laughs> um, once in a lifetime, and it's not a very practical lesson. Um, just to say only rebuke people right before you die, obviously. So what can we take out of this? What we can take out of this is that when we have to give rebuke, which is one of the hardest things to do, we have to make sure that we're giving it at a time of goodwill when the person that we're speaking to is able to accept it. Because another one of the hardest things to do in the world is to accept rebuke. To actually listen to what someone has to say that's negative about us, that they're critiquing us or telling us something we could do better or something that we did wrong, it is very hard to listen to it and say, hmm, you're right. You know, I could do better in that and really, really take it to heart and accept it without, without really feeling too hurt. And I mean, it is, it's very painful to accept, to accept rebuke. And that's something we have to work on, you know, being able to accept rebuke and not always get defensive. I think that is a very, um, great thing to strive for is to work on that. But this is talking about from Moshe's perspective, from the person who's giving the rebuke's perspective. When are we giving rebuke? Now, human nature says that when I'm upset at somebody in any relationship, be it a friendship, a marriage, parent to a child, when I'm upset in the moment that the person wronged me, in the moment that the person did something that hurt, that's when I want to let them know about it. That's when I want to tell them off. But what we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu before he's giving the rebuke and waiting till before he dies, which, by the way, he had many times where he and many things that he could have told them off for. Waiting for that moment, waiting for the anger to subside, for the hurt to kind of lessen, for that sting to, to you know, to dull a little bit. 
and waiting for the love to come back and then going up to the person and telling them, you know, what you need to tell them. And let me tell you, many of those times you probably will never even say it because if you wait, if you have patience and you do wait, you probably will realize sometimes that A, it might not have totally been that person's fault. Maybe I was at fault a little bit. Um, maybe, you know, you know, there are a lot of things. Um, I had a situation this very week where I really felt that somebody wronged me and it was actually um, something they let me know over a text. And I wanted to just blast them. I wanted to just write back and say like, you know, okay, whatever it was, you know, you really, that was wrong. And I just, because it was by text, which is by the way, one of the, one of the benefits of some of the technologies that we have that you don't have to hit click, you know, send right away. If you send, it's an email, a text, you could kind of type it up and just wait and think it over. And I just thought to myself, you know, letting this person know, letting them have it, it's just to make myself feel better. <laughs> like it's not my job to educate, to be mechanich, this other person. And it wasn't a person that I'm close with at all. It was just somebody that I was interacting with. It's not my job. It's not my job. It's not my child. You know, it's not my child that I have to let them know that this is a wrong way to, to wrong thing to do to somebody. It's not my job to let them know that. And really, if I was going to let them know something, then it was really just coming out of my own hard feelings towards what they did to me. And so I just didn't say anything. And I think this is what we can learn from Moshe from this week's Parsha of, Devar, of the first the first uh, Parsha, Devarim itself. Um, a very, very practical lesson. Have a wonderful week, a wonderful Shabbos. Hope to see you in Yerushalayim.